Welcome in. It's 300 Yards to Unknown, a podcast that starts with golf and goes wherever Phil Mickelson's drives might go. <laughs> Joining me as he always does to break down all the news of the week, it's Eric Patterson from The Score. You can find his work there and also you can find him on Twitter at EPATGolf. What up, EPAT? Not too much, Rick. Yeah, I, it wasn't, uh, you know, DJ was the one finding the, the train tracks with off the tee, off the tee last week. So maybe uh, it's where DJ's drive will go is uh, who knows where this ends up. That's true. It's uh, speaking, speaking of DJ, how bad how, it's simultaneously so bad that the guy hits a ball OB on 13, then hits one, which I don't know how it stayed out of the water on 15. That's impossible. It's impossible. That ball stayed up. Uh, that's craziness. And then also the fact that he birdied 14 in between and got up and down on 15. Like, I don't know what's crazier that it's bad that he was so terrible on two of them, but that he got away with it. Yeah. He was the rebound birdies were out there for him. Um, man, that was a, a roller coaster. I didn't, I wasn't sure if we were watching DJ or like a hundredth ranked player in the world. It was, it's like, he didn't want to win it really. It was interesting to see how he was kind of gagging it away especially after todd made triple bogey just an absolute disaster of um i forget what hole it was maybe number 12 and then he went ob the next shot i was like dude you were just handed the tournament pretty much just put it in the fairway it's a part five yes that's exactly what i felt too todd goes uh full-on freaky friday and i i get out there and switch bodies with him it was so bad um that uh that tournament last week so Travelers Championship, DJ ends up winning it. Obviously, Brendan Todd starts the day with a two-shot lead. Uh, your boy, Mac Hughes, goes out in 60. Did you talk to him after that? I did. I talked to him Thursday night about uh, about kind of what it was like chasing 60. And it these guys, just they're just so good. It's not really new to them. It's kind of, you know, I, if I shot, <laughs> if I ever flirted with 30 on the front nine, like I would be sweating i wouldn't be able to swing the club on number 10 but these guys are just so focused on one hole at a time one shot at a time so he wasn't really thinking about it although he knew exactly what he had to do it wasn't like he was overwhelmed by the moment he just kind of came up one shot short of the uh coveted 59 on the pga tour that's kind of wild so he's in the moment he knows what's happening yet he's just like well i'm i'm just gonna go do my thing for the next hole right like what well, it's just a, it's, it's just a number. yeah he he uh like some guys, I, I was kind of surprised how aware of it he actually was because a lot of dudes, they'll go out on t and shoot something super low and be like, yeah, I kind of blacked out. And that was not the case. He knew from like six, five or six holes left that he had to, I think he had to have four birdies coming in. Um, and he, yeah, he was well aware the whole time, but obviously a little disappointed that he couldn't get it done. He left, <laughs> he did leave his putt for 59 short, yes. but it was, it was, you know, 40, long, 40 feet long. So not necessarily one you're going to try to give a, a, a good run at. He was just kind of more hoping he could cozy it in there and maybe get lucky and have it drop. Yeah. I think he finished, uh, I think he started on 10. So he, yeah. so he went out in 29 and then he birdied, right? So six, seven, eight, nine would have been his last four holes of the day. Birdie six, seven and eight, and then gets the nine, right. And leaves that, leaves that, uh, I think it was like a 35 footer, short which yeah. is devastating but at the same time what an unbelievable round so like he hughes shoots 60 on thursday now what is he like how does he follow that up on friday right how do you back up that round 
it's he admitted it is hard but he said that you do really as as nice as it is as it is to shoot the 60 you have to move on you gotta completely kind of wipe it from your memory because you can't let you can't let those expectations carry over into the next round which is easier said than done obviously he he didn't i think he went 68 68 which is respectable got himself into a late tee time on sunday and then made some big pots on the final two holes to earn a couple of 200 200,000 extra and climb into a top three so a good run from hughes um nice to have some rooting interest outside of just the betting world but uh yeah, it was a, a fun tournament for him. He's playing well, so it's good to see. Not only that, those two putts knocked Bryson out of the top five, and I didn't cash that ticket, Mackenzie Hughes. Thanks, he, yeah, it would have been the only one who dropped out of the top five, right? Because there's a yeah, few other names there. The big yeah. big group of Ryan Armour, Brendan Steele, Patton Kazire, Scott right. Stallings all dropped out of the top five thanks to those putts. Um, Crazy. Dustin Johnson, uh, pretty good at golf, huh? I guess still. <laughs> yeah it's uh doesn't take long for the 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 best some of the best players of all time to figure it out obviously that knee issue i think was hindering him maybe more than we thought and uh i think it was dotty pepper in one of the broadcasts maybe saturday or sunday said he was walking by austin dustin's brother the caddy and he goes pretty crazy what uh, my bro can do when he's healthy and it was just like yeah i guess you know these guys never Maybe they don't show it, but you never know if they are 100% or not. And it's just kind of DJ still has it. So he was putting well. I was pretty confident coming down the, you know, the putts. I was confident with the putts off the tee. We looked a little shaky, which was surprising, but it, it's yeah, crazy. Still really good. It, it's crazy. The putter was unbelievable. Even, right. even on, um, so it would have been 13 when he hit his, the par five, he hits his ball. OB. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, even, I think he ends up making bogey anyway. But that bogey the, putt was like yes. the chip was short, and I was like, "Dude, just get out here with a bogey." And he he left himself like a maybe like a twelve footer with some pretty decent break, and yeah, right center cut. But like those, so stressful. That is not. I mean, that shot right there. I mean, you could say this about a lot of shots. The difference. I mean, a one shot lead, a one shot win over Kevin Streelman. But yeah, like that that putt to save double to not make a double there was massive, and then and the putter was just scorching. Like I, I was very impressed with what he was able to do. And that up and down on fifteen. After like he takes the shoes off, goes into yeah. the water, makes this kind of like. I didn't know if he was gonna actually if he needed to go in the water. I guess he did. And then he just kind of flubs the chip. They're just like, dude, you did all that and you couldn't even get on the green. But then the up and down was from there was that, that par putt he made again, like a, not a, not short, but like definitely with the pressure on a knee knocker. So yeah. it was a, uh, yeah, he put that new putter in the bag and I don't think it's going to be coming out anytime soon. So that new putter, it's a truss putter from Taylor made, which uh, I remember this from years ago. Like when DJ was the number one player in the world, he has a huge issue. And he talked about this, I think with Amanda Balionis after one of the rounds, he can't start the ball on the line that his eye sees. He has a huge issue doing that. I remember when he was the number one player in the world, there was like some, um, he went and got like, I don't know, I guess it was like putter fitted or whatever. Like he went and did like the whole thing. And they were like, yeah, he's like routinely hitting it 10 inches, like off of what his eye thinks he's trying to hit it. Like it's, unfathomable that he was even able to get to the number one player in the world and this is a this is an issue that he's consistently had and he's trying to find this putter i mean what three putters three different putters in three weeks i think this one works like this one helps it's all about the his eye for him which is 
un- unbelievably interesting. Yeah, he did mention that. I didn't realize how kind of deep-rooted those issues are, but DJ is a guy who's tinkering all the time with a putter. Three, yeah, like you said, three putters in three weeks. He used a similar style two weeks ago, I guess, or maybe three weeks ago, Colonial, whenever it was. Um, and then he went to the kind of the traditional blade, but the truss in it still. So, right. I mean, I personally tried one of them. It felt pretty, it felt pretty good. I'm just not like a tailor-made ad by any means, but it was, uh, I was, I, I could see why guys would try it. It does feel super stable on, especially on the short putts. And, um, it was working for DJ. So he's one, he's someone that like, you kind of always want to know what, he, what putter he's got in the bag. It's someone I go check on Getty images to see what they're using in the practice round. Hopefully if there is a picture, but, um, he's, he's one to keep an eye on if he does keep with, I don't see any reason why he would switch it at this point, but he's prone to switching. So you never know. TaylorMade, if you're listening, we will shill your putters. Just send us some. No problem. Yeah, no worries. We're doing <laughs> it for free. We might as well do it. Uh, get a little something out of it. Yeah, it, it is It is interesting. Um, also, Brendan Todd, who uh, I you know would have been like the player of the year had he won this golf tournament, right? Which is also crazy because I, I read through the list of like the last nine – you know, PGA tour players of the year. It's just, it's just Rory Spieth, uh, DJ Brooks, like tiger. It like it's un- fitting. It would have been fitting for 2020. And then you drop Brendan Todd on there. Um, did not make a single birdie on Sunday. Obviously the triple on 12 derails everything. I don't know if I really saw this coming because he has two wins this year, but I think maybe when you get paired up with DJ and you hit one bad shot and everything unravels, you've got, you've got no chance. Yeah, man, last week we talked about player of the years and we kind of just laughed off Brendan Todd being one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I thought he was coming back to get us there with uh he was hitting every fairway. It was 41 through 42 fairways. Like the dude wasn't missing. And uh, but yeah, that slow start. DJ got off to a slow start and so did Todd, which was nice. And then you could kind of tell Todd might not have had it. He started getting a little squirrely with the driver um dj was making some big putts made a big one off the green and then yeah that that bladed chip over the green disaster was something very relatable to most of us golfers and uh tough to see but todd is uh i mean he almost proved us wrong it's he's not he's he's definitely a quality caliber like good golfer again it's not it's not just a guy who used to have the yips Right. That's, I think that's a very good way to put it. His name will pop up here and there on the first page of the leaderboard, you know, a couple times a year. Uh, if you get, if he gets hot, he'll, he'll win one or two. Yeah. We, we dismissed him as player of the year last, last week. That's so good. I um, was, uh, before, before going into the final round, I was like having a moral dilemma. I was, I wanted him to get, cause, because I had DJ, I, I kind of wanted Todd to struggle from the swing yips for 18 holes only. That's all I wanted. Um, and then for him to go back to his normal ways, but yeah, that one hole was good enough. Yeah. That's all it took. Um, trying to think what else from last week, Will Gordon, uh, I was more impressed. Okay. So Will Gordon, I mean, when he plays on the PGA tour, he doesn't really have a tour because I think he's, I think he has McKenzie tour status, but when is the McKenzie tour coming back? Do we have a date on that? Uh, it's done for this year. No McKenzie tour. There you go. So Will Gordon kind of without a tour plays on a sponsor's exemption, um, the, the best, the best thing was when I think it was after 36, when it was Phil and Will Gordon at the top of the leaderboard, Phil had eight wins by the time Will Gordon was born. 
which was like kind of crazy. Uh, but Will Gordon, 71 on Saturday, not great. I was more impressed with the bounce back 64 on Sunday because that could have very easily for a guy who's trying to get his status go out, shoot a 71 on Saturday. It would have been very easy to roll over and shoot another 71 on Sunday. Yeah, I, I truthfully didn't think he would kind of have that bounce back that he did. Um, but you could tell, like, you could tell he knew what was on the line because he was fist pumping some of those birdie putts. Like, obviously, he knew that top tied for third or whatever exactly it was that he needed for temporary status was massive. And um, he probably treated that like a win in its own. Um, I think he led the, he led the field in birdies too, which is pretty impressive for someone making only their like fourth or fifth start on the PGA tour. So a name to watch moving forward. So he, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like, I like this kind of like hungry dog thing now because he, he now with this special, I don't know what it's called, special membership, te- temporary membership, he has unlimited sponsors exemptions. So like you're going to see Will Gordon every single week trying to rack up as many as much money and as many points as he needs to secure the card. So I I, I like guys like that who I mean, they all have something to play for. But like this is this is a sprint here for Will Gordon. Yeah, it's I think Doc Redman did it this week, the Rocket Mortgage last year. And then they just they pretty much just try to rack up as many points as they can because. I don't know the exact rule, but they got to match a hunt. Like they got to get the same amount of points as someone inside the top 125. So it is a quick sprint for them. And um, with the pressure of the tour card off his back, he can kind of focus on just getting those results. I don't think um, he doesn't seem like someone at least who's going to take the foot off the gas. And I think he's going to be going for it. He was, man, we talked about Bryson's swing speed of like 187, 190. Like that's kind of what Bryson has been posting the last couple of weeks, but Will Gordon had a drive with 186 uh, ball speed. I guess it's ball speed. 186 ball speed that looked effortless. And, like, that's just some raw power right there. So definitely a name to uh, keep an eye out, out for because, like, he's been overshadowed by Hovland and Morikawa and Wolf. So he's kind of cut from that same cloth. And uh, someone, yeah, he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, he was the SEC player of the year last year. Yeah, that's it's not a, it's a good not- title to have. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware SEC, not a small conference, a lot of, uh, a lot of schools there. Um, quick COVID update as we, I feel like we have to do every week at this point. Cause so much changes. Um, Dylan Fratelli test positive a couple days ago. He withdraws, uh, Harris English test positive. He WDs for rocket mortgage. As of right now, we are recording this Tuesday afternoon on the East coast. Uh, those are the only WDs for this week, but what do we get the Wednesday? Like when the tour releases the full results, right? That's kind of what we're sweating here. That's the exact same spot we were in last week. Remember we, I think only, uh, I don't even think champ had withdrew from at this point last week. And then we got like an onslaught of COVID related and maybe not necessarily all players, but yeah, it's, uh, this little 24 hour window is definitely the COVID sweat and, um, tough, Last week was tough. Again, there was rumblings about maybe canceling the tournament because Monaghan was flying up and they canceled all the press conferences for just Jay Monaghan. So it was like, oh, this is the Players' Championship all over again. But luckily we dodged a bullet. Um, they seem to be okay with having the the number of withdrawals that they did and they're just going to keep moving forward, which is, I mean, who am I to judge? I don't know. It's It seems to be working out fine for them so far. That was a week ago. It feels like a year ago. That Jay Monahan presser. I, 
I was so nervous again because like it was yeah it was kind of especially with Kepka and Webb pulling out with who are pretty big names like we talked about this um before it's it unfortunately will kind of have to come down to the names and it's funny like Dylan Fratelli withdraws Harris English pulls out of this week like if that was Bryson and Fowler like it's the the the, the red flags are are being waved a lot faster than they are right now it's just it's weird that it's like just another guy, but if it was a McElroy or a DJ or someone for the next couple of weeks, like people are going to start, I don't know. I would assume there's going to be a lot, a bigger story to it, to it yeah. than just for Tilly. I think you're right. The tour um, tightened up some of the protocols, changed some of the protocols. Essentially now you cannot get on the grounds at all unless you've tested negative, which is kind of surprising. That wasn't the rule before, <laughs> but apparently it wasn't. You could, you just couldn't go in the clubhouse. Um, also they're going to bring in like the mobile gym trailer, I guess, because guys were, were going off site to work out and they don't want you doing that. They don't want you going out in the community and, you know, 150 guys all go in separate directions. Seems like a pretty bad idea. So they're going to keep everybody, uh, on site. couple things with the, you know, ad, ad, uh, ad testing, uh, not only before you get on the charter, but all after you get off the charter, lot things like that. So the tour uh, tightening up, which I guess is, I don't know, I guess it's good that they they couldn't have had like the strictest rules from day one because then they have nowhere to go. So this like allows them to like kind of, uh, you know, see how things are going, make adjustments and and make every, I mean, the, the players themselves have been very complimentary about the protocols that are in place. Maybe a little too complimentary. It seems like <laughs> it seems like every quote we see is, uh, you know, the tour is doing nothing but a fantastic job, great job. Um, they're doing all taking all the necessary measures, but I mean, it's hard to read into those little press releases too much. But um, yeah, it's uh, wasn't sure exactly where my thoughts were going, but it it was surprising to see that they were just letting people walk on the grounds. Um, without receiving a negative test. So that's obviously a lesson learned there. Um, there were some rumblings that Cameron Champ was getting yeah. physio done after his uh, test from Tuesday, and then it came back he was negative – or positive, sorry. So I think that kind of uh, sounded the alarms a bit. But, yeah, the gym, I, that's so weird to me that players would be just going out into the public and working out at random, like, gold gyms or whatever whatever's down there. It's I found that very surprising. Uh, you would have thought that would have been something they would have had on site already if they're going to promote this bubble, but we're learning as we go. Clearly. Clearly. Uh, yeah. Gyms sound like the worst possible place. You could brutal. Be. Like let's all sweat in the same sweat spot around each other. Touching every, like every dumbbell is covered in stuff. Uh, and like the gyms terrible. I've been in, like uh, I wouldn't say they're known for like ventilation or like, no. you know what I mean? Like that is like the worst. Oh, it's the worst idea ever. All right. This week's Rocket Mortgage Classic, the tour heads to Detroit Golf Club. This is one of the new events added last year. This and what, 3M were the two they added last year? Yeah. Uh, which we'll get the 3M in a couple of weeks. Next week? No. Next week is Workday. It has a name. Workday Charity Open. Then Muirfield. The Memorial. I guess they're both at Muirfield. And then I think after that is the 3M. Does that sound that right? That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Rocket Mortgage Classic, Detroit Golf Club. This is the Nate Lashley event that took everyone's money because I don't know if he Monday qualified or if he got in like late in the week after a withdrawal or something, but a lot of books did not even offer him. Yeah, so, he was uh, like a late ad. Someone pulled out and he was an alternate. 
Yeah, so he was an alternate. I think it was like Wednesday night. He was not even in the DraftKings player pool. So and and then he went wire to wire, Eric. So like all the books, like you, they didn't pay out first round leader. They didn't pay out outrights. Uh, the winning just lineups. Collecting. On, yeah, they just collected everything. It's like at the roulette wheel when it lands on zero and no one's got it, and they just rake it all in. Like that's what happened last. One year. of those weeks. I don't. I must have been somewhere at this point last last year because I don't remember this event at all. Um, like I remember Lashley running away with it, but I couldn't tell you I watched a single shot. I I don't remember. I might have been traveling, but this is uh, so it's going to be new for me to watch. So we'll see. Uh, I, I see just, I, how it unfolds here. I just don't think it was interesting. I, I, I'm sure I watched it, but I don't remember it. He went wired like a guy that we've never heard of went wire to wire. And I think he won by five or six shots like that. There is, there was no excitement. I feel like, so I, I it was certainly not memorable. Yeah. And the field wasn't overly strong. I, I DJ and Fowler were there, but yeah, just one of those weeks in a, a, a busy summer that the, I don't know, just my attention definitely wasn't on the event last year. So, um, yeah. He goes, Didn't miss much, I guess. Yeah, he goes uh, 63-67, 63-70, wins by six shots over Doc Redman. I, uh, yeah, that is – okay, l- listen to this leaderboard. Here's the top t- Here's the top ten from last year. <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, go. <laughs> Lashley, Doc Redman, uh, Rory Sabatini, Wes Roach, Br- Brant Snedeker, Joaquin Neiman, Ted Potter Jr., Brian Stewart, Cameron Tringale – and Patrick Reed round out your top 10. Yeah. Like other than like Reed Neiman Snedeker, that, that could be a web.com or a corn Ferry tour leaderboard. I think Potter, Ted Potter juniors, I guess they're back in the field, but these guys, yeah. Wes Roach, come on. It really it, could uh, be. <laughs> wasn't much to write home about. Apparently from what I understand, um, Detroit golf club did not intend for that course to play that easy last year. So I believe, and I have no idea how this is going to affect these guys. Uh, the rumors from the course are that the rough is up at least higher than last year, not like high, but also the lack of grandstands and the lack of fans where things kind of got usually trampled down. Uh, that's not apparently happening, obviously. So I, rumor is this will play more difficult. Yeah, the, the rough's up, but there was some pictures coming out already um, from the grounds. And it looks like they have, like, backboards up, like grandstands. Like, you know, like, the front of a grandstand has, like, the sponsors all across it. And yes. then there would be seats and stuff built up behind it. There's no seats, but they still have those sponsorship walls up. So I'm not sure what's going on. But it honestly looks like they've built, like, bumpers around some of these greens. Um, obviously, they're probably on, like, the final few holes to try to get, like, the sponsorship dollars get some get them some tv time but it it's it looks like they're built fake grandstands it's, it's very weird great um that's like so, the, the nfl so i'm not sure gonna, how the nfl is just gonna, gonna drop say, like yeah. uh drop like what are they they're putting like tarps on the first couple layers of rows of pretty seats, much yeah so they can put sponsorships up that would like that. that at least makes sense that is not really impacting the field but i mean to, to throw up a wall behind the green just kind of looks goofy i don't know well i don't know how how much harder it's gonna play they these guys are are pretty good but i could see another 22 under type score winning this all right well now i get to ask you who you think is going to win it now here's what was very interesting about last week eric you picked brooks kepka to win the travelers championship then on wednesday evening i get a text that says 
you know, well, since Brooks is out, I want to change my pick, and I want to change it to Dustin Johnson. And it's a of good change. That, that was a good course, swap. Of course, that is fair, but that is the best swap you could make. So you, my friend, capture the full, I think it was $1.2 million, uh, that DJ got. Yeah, I had Bryson, which gives me not top five money, but it gives me sixth place money. I think it was 235000 something like that. Uh, and you now earn the right to pick first this week. This week? Yeah, this is not the week you want to be picking first because I feel like everyone is kind of the same. Um, but I will go with I'll go with Patrick Reed. Um, I think you know playing last year obviously helped. I uh, he finished pretty solid at the Travelers, and I'm going to take one of the elite talents in the field. Although I'm not going to bet him, I will pick Patrick Reed for this little fake one and done we've got going. <laughs> okay, fair. I'm going to take Victor Hovland, who played here last year, T13 playing awesome so far this year i think he's plugged plugged the old gap in the short game or at least he has through a couple of uh starts since the restart um and i want to i'm tired i want the puerto rico open curse to be over it's a bad narrative yeah it's it's always hovland's gonna end it eventually um you don't, putter tony, was... you don't think tony finau is gonna do it first Ooh, no uh no <laughs> i think hovland wins again before um finau does i would yeah, I'm going to stand by that. I think that's right. I don't know who else has won the Puerto Rico Open recently that can come in and kind of steal that title away. But Michael Thompson? He's been flirting around the top of the leaderboard recently. Um, was this Did Grio win here? Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Grio won the... Didn't he win like the Safeway or the Fries.com? Yeah. Yes, yeah. right, when it was Fries.com. So Martin Trainer, who... If you, <laughs> if you look at... Okay, if you ever look I'm at... I'm going to laugh at guys, but... I know it's so Ooh. bad. It's like literally he's by far the worst player on tour. Like almost every single week he tees it up. You should look up his stats. It's unbelievable. Um, it's like his scoring average is probably like 75. Yeah. It's really bad. He, he, he won in 2019, 2018. They had like a pro-am. I don't even know how this works. George McNeil and Cheyenne Woods won it. Um, DA points won it in 2017. Finau won it in 2016. Alex Cheka. Chesson Hadley, Scott Brown, George McNeil, Michael. Oh, it wasn't Michael Thompson. My bad. It was Michael Bradley. Oh, even worse odds. Oh, my God. Well, I've been saying Michael Thompson for like six weeks. I've been saying Michael Thompson. <laughs> I don't think anyone really can tell the difference. I just found out. Uh, yeah. So it's basically up to Victor or Tony Fina at this point, And I'm just hoping it ends this week so we can. So I can. Well, I mean, I talked so about good. it. But... So good. Yeah, I was tracking him last week. He he likes putting eagle effort like uh, two sixty to ten feet and missing the eagle putt. That's a yeah. go to birdie on a par five. Yeah. Um, Epat, what do you got going on at the score? Rick, more of the same. I've hit. Uh, I have hit back to back winners in my betting preview, so um, I'm going to pump my tires there with Webb and DJ. But I think most people have kind of been in the same book as me, so I'm not going to. I mean. Not going too far against the grain with those picks, but it is nice to, to finally hit a winner. Pump away. You, hey, it's hard to find winners on tour. It is very last week. Yeah, the, the uh, web web DJ. It's been a nice little run, and now this one is kind of a free for all. So hopefully, uh, one of my darts will land for the for the three peak. Yeah, we might get chaos this week. Um, all right, that'll do it for this week. That's Eric Patterson. You can find his work on the score. You can find him at EPAC Golf. Thanks for joining me, Eric. And uh, I'm Rick Gaiman. At Rick Rungood.
This is 300 Yards to Unknown. We'll catch you next week. Later.